G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. G'day guys and welcome back to the podcast. So today's suggestion is coming in about a month late and sorry for the radio silence for the last two weeks, but we're back with a couple of interviews and I'll try and bank up a few tech talks so uh, I can sort of keep things moving. Now today's suggestion comes from Frenchy and he was asking, what do we do about dry sowing? Do you have a podcast around it? And I've got to say, that's a tough one. It's a bit hard to sort of gauge from over the uh, over the internet. And by the time we've gotten around to recording this, hopefully the issue sort of resolved itself and Frenchie was able to get his crop in the ground. I don't know. I'll give you a bell, mate. See how you're going. So dry sowing is a bit of a tricky one. What are some of the things you need to consider and how do you want to go about to make sure you get a crop up and established in the end? So for me, I think one of the most important things you've got to consider is what is the forecast? How's it looking? Yeah, there's quite a bit of difference with sowing a crop, you know, dry sowing it in front of a front, in front of forecasted rain that's coming in fairly heavily to dry sowing, hoping that it will rain sometime in the window. So obviously if you've got that forecast coming, uh, and the moisture in the profile isn't too far down. It's probably a fairly safe bet, fairly clever way to capitalise on the uh, on the season and make sure you end up with a nice, even establishment uh, with an even germination because everything is hitting that moisture at the same time right across all your fields and it's not staggered as you've slowly sown into moisture across your paddocks. So I can see a lot of real upsides to dry sowing. Uh, particularly when you've got that front there in front of you. Now, of course, the other scenario is you don't have moisture to sow into and there's nothing on the forecast. We saw a fair bit of this in 2018, 2019, during the drought when things were getting a bit tight and fellas just started sowing just in case they got a bit of rain out of nowhere and um, they were able to get a crop up and off. And that worked out fairly well for a few fellas in the area that I was at. Um, but I guess it comes down to how well do you know your area and what sort of cropping certainty do you have? And of course, how much rain do you need to get a crop up? Uh, is it just 10 mils just to wet up that seed and get it going? Or do you need a fair bit more, uh, to actually try and match up, say like a foot of profile? You know, if you're doing something like that, it's probably not worth it. But if you only need to match up a couple of inches, it could be worth the gamble. And so if you're going to go ahead and place that bet, then what you need to consider is, you know, variety and timing. Obviously, if you're dry sowing, you don't have a forecast coming. You want to be going for a variety that's right at the start of its window, giving it the maximum time to try and get that rain on it and get it up during that planting window. So check your variety, check your planting window, and make sure your the variety you're sowing is right at the start of that window or even just a tad before it, depending on your forecast. You know, if you've got no rain coming, um, yeah, that you can see on the horizon, it probably doesn't hurt to have a crop that's just a bit outside of its window. So by the time you do get rain, it'll hopefully be within its window and you'll be off to a cracking start. So for me, I guess they are really the main considerations you need to take into account when dry sowing. The other one probably too is whether you're using 
tine or discs. Um, I tend to think tines probably do a little bit of a better job at dry sowing because they leave that, that groove, that furrow. And look, during the drought, I think it helped funnel water in and allowed crops to establish a bit better in more marginal conditions because it ran off from the peak of those furrows into the base. So even if you just got a little 10 mil event, it was more like a 20 mil event in the furrow and it uh, seemed to me to give it more of a chance to uh, not only wet up the seed and get it germinated, but help match up that little bit of a profile and uh, ensure that that crop was able to grow and just keep on pushing on. So at the end of the day, dry sowing, it's a bit of a gamble, it's a bit of a risk. You've got to think about what you're doing, how you're gonna do it, and try and mitigate those risks to get the best outcome possible. So think about your variety, think about the forecast, Think about how much moisture you actually need to match up that profile and think about, you know, what are your fallback plans if this doesn't work out. So anyway, that's it from me on this podcast. Um, Any more suggestions, please feel to shoot them through to me and always consult your local agronomist, particularly on something like dry sowing before you act on anything that you've heard here. And until next time, keep at it.